and murderously horrific. Willow nodded to the guard at the door, then slipped into the packed room, excusing and pardoning his way to his assigned seat in the gallery directly behind the defense. He didn't have time to sit. All rise, the bailiff cried, and two hundred people in the courtroom rose like a single wave. Only one person remained seated, a blonde and slender man at the defense table, wearing jailhouse stripes with the elan of a man in a Savile Row suit. Marsden Hexcamp sat with his legs crossed, the upper bobbing to some lazy internal rhythm. An errant wisp of hair dangled down his forehead, drawing attention to his water-blue eyes. He turned his head to the gallery and smiled, as if hearing the punchline of a lively joke. His eyes found Willow, and for a split second Hexcamp's smile wavered. The defense lawyer tapped Hexcamp's shoulder and waved in an upward motion, imploring his client rise to the judge's entrance. Marsden Hexcamp flicked his head sideways and spat into the lawyer's palm. Willow saw the lawyer shiver with disgust and wipe his hand on his pants. No one else noticed this miniature drama, all other eyes watching Circuit Judge Harlan T. Penfield striding to the bench. Small in stature, Penfield compensated through a voice as deep as a country well and hawk-bright eyes blazing at any hint of misconduct. Penfield's eyes glared at Marsden Hexcamp, receiving a smile and lazy nod in return. The judge slipped on half-lens reading glasses and unfolded a sheet of paper with his sentencing decision, a conclusion reached by the end of the first week of trial. <clears throat> We gather today for the sentencing of Marsden Hexcamp, Penfield intoned, and with it and weeks of such revulsion and dismay that two jurors could not continue, one still hospitalized with a nervous condition. Marsden Hexcamp's lawyer stood. Your Honor, I do not think this is sit, commanded Judge Penfield. The lawyer sat, looking relieved to be finished with his role. The toll has not only been on the jurors, Penfield continued in his rolling bass, but on all who have smelled the brimstone rising from Mr. Hexcamp like fog. Marsden Hexcamp mimed lifting a wine glass as if acknowledging a toast, the chains around his slender wrists ringing like chimes. Penfield paused, studied the defendant. Your antics shall trouble this court no longer, Mr. Hexcamp. By the power vested in me by the great state of Alabama, I sentence you to be conducted to the state penitentiary at Tuscaloosa, there, hopefully in record time, to receive the penalty of death by electrocution. And may God have mercy on whatever squirms inside you. Penfield's gavel dropped as Marsden Hexcamp stood. He shrugged off his lawyer's hand. No last words for the condemned, Your Honor? Sit, Mr. Hexcamp. Am I not entitled? Does not sure and impending death allow a few final phrases? Did you allow your victims a final say, Mr. Hexcamp? Marsden Hexcamp paused and thought. Amusement flitted across his face. Well, some of them spoke volumes, Your Honor. 
Bastard! A coarse-faced man in the gallery stood and waved his fist. He appeared drunk. Sit and behave, sir, or be removed, Penfield said almost gently. The man dropped heavily to his seat, sunk his face into his hands. Hexcamp said, Well, your honor, may I speak? Willow saw Judge Penfield's eyes sweep the expectant faces in the crowd, pause on reporters aching to record the final public words of Marsden Hexcamp. Penfield tapped his watch. I'll grant you thirty seconds, Mr. Hexcamp. I suggest a prayer for salvation. Hexcamp's smile flattened. His eyes lit like flares. Salvation is the province of fools, Judge, a vacant lot in empty minds. What counts is not where we go, but what we create while in the world's humble state.